Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we're talking about a movie that's fine, not really, it's okay, not even. So we're talking about 2007's Dead Silence, which was made by the guys who made the original Saw movie. She was murdered. The men cut out her tongue. I'm joined by my sister. Marissa Stacy, her first time on the podcast. Marissa, how you doing? Hi, how's it going? Good. Uh, excited to finally have you on here. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen you a whole lot because quarantine, but I'm home. Uh, home for a wedding, and I figured, hey, let's do a podcast, makes and let's sense. do it on a movie that isn't very good. Yeah, makes <laughs> sense. Those things definitely go together. So, Marissa, obviously, I'm a huge horror fan. Huge. What is your thoughts on horror? Are you a big fan? Uh, what it, tell us a little bit about your experience with horror. Yeah, I would say my love of horror movies definitely comes from you. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you were such a huge fan, and then I would participate whenever you watched a new one. But I think, not on purpose, the first movie I ever watched partially was Arachnophobia. Mm, classic. And now I am scarred for life and terrified of spiders. But um, yeah, I love horror movies. I definitely love to see them in theaters, even if I know they're going to be bad. <laughs> And so I know you were training to survive horror movies just now. Why don't you tell us what you were doing before the podcast? Yeah, so I made the mistake of signing up for a marathon. This isn't my first one. And every time I do sign up for one, I regret it when training is almost over. I ran 18 miles today. But I like to think if I ever were in a horror movie, I would at least maybe be able to outrun the villain. You know, you're taking uh, rule number 49, exercise, very seriously, you crazy person. Cardio. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll be able to outrun like a Michael Myers. Not very fastly, but at least... You'll be able to go for a long time. Go for a long time, and hopefully <laughs> you won't be able to keep up. Um, so we watched Dead Silence, mm-hmm. which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is kind of a movie about a killer puppet, but there's a lot more. It's also a ghost story. There's a lot going on in this movie. Uh, it's not very good. What did you think of it? Definitely not the worst one I've ever seen. I thought visually it was a very beautiful movie, like great transitions and stuff, but it was just okay. Yeah, there's no one to root for, like you were saying earlier off podcast. no. Donnie Wahlberg is in it, and he's pretty funny. He plays a cop, a detective, and that's about it. I don't know who anyone else in the movie is. Yeah, it, it's it's bad. It's not terrible, but it's not very good. But we're gonna talk about it today. We're gonna. So the point of this podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies. We currently have fifty five rules. You can check those out on our Twitter account at How to Horror. That's how the number two horror. And we're gonna go through the plot of this movie beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to our list. So, spoiler alerts for Dead Silence, if anyone cares. I don't I think guess, you would. I mean, technically, there's like a twist, so it's not like there's nothing, but I can't recommend the movie. No, there's. if you're going to watch a horror movie, there's much better ones yeah. out there. And I think even the writer of this movie would say that. I don't, I don't think they're very fond of it, the writer and the director. So, whatever. Don't watch it. Just listen to us. Um, Marissa, anything else before we get started here? Uh, nothing I can think of. All right. Let's get into the plot of Dead Silence. All right, so the movie begins. We open up on a guy named Jamie and his wife, Lisa. They are a couple, and that is their characters. What else is there here? <laughs> There's nothing else. Uh, so they live in a city. They live in an apartment, and they receive a package at their door. Mysteriously, it's a giant package, and inside is a ventrilo- I can't say this word. ventriloquist dummy, Billy the Puppet. 
Hmm, sounds a little bit like a certain puppet we know from the Saw movies. Hmm, it sounds very, very familiar and just as creepy. Yes, I don't know what it is with these guys and dolls. I don't know, if you, rule of thumb, if you get a doll in the mail, send it back. Yeah, uh, if you get a ventriloquist dummy in the mail, that is a huge red flag. Rule number one to surviving a horror movie is you have to know you're in one. This might be very specific, but if I ever got a ventriloquist dummy in the mail, I would be very concerned and wonder if I'm in a horror movie. I would question why I got it, see who sent it, send it back. Yeah, there's no return address on this. It's weird. And I would really investigate that box and try to figure out what is this? Is this just a prank? No one send me a dummy. It's not funny, okay? Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this, this is weird, but they don't really think too much of it. But it reminds Lisa of an old rhyme from their hometown about Mary Shaw. She was buried with a hundred dolls. And that's going to be the big thing in this movie. Spoiler alert, the killer in this movie is a, the ghost of Mary Shaw, who was buried with a hundred dolls, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's a ghost story, basically. So Jamie goes out to get food, and Lisa is going to put the doll Billy in their bed to prank Jamie. Not cool. No! <laughs> Not cool. Creepy looking doll, just... Mm. I thought she thought it was funny, but it, I don't understand how people can't be creeped out by a puppet. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. But as she's doing this, all of a sudden the radio stops and goes silent. The clock, the ticking clock goes silent. The tea kettle, which is like whistling, goes silent. Everything is silent. Dead silence, you might even say. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some creepy laughing from Billy. And uh, she gets closer to it and it ends up like throwing the sheet on top of her and like just tossing her across the room. Lisa, congratulations, you're in a horror movie. So, Marissa, if you have a creepy doll that's tossing you across the room, what do you do? Leave? Yep, that's rule 11, get out. Get out! Maybe consider burning the doll? Yeah. Get some sage? Unfortunately, before she can do any of this, she gets dragged off because she screams because that's the big thing in this movie. If you scream when all this stuff is happening, you die. If you can stay silent, you're fine. Can't do anything to you. But she doesn't know that. How would she know? Is it in the rhyme, though? But they didn't say they the didn't whole They didn't remember rhyme. the whole rhyme. She, okay. They just couldn't remember it. Um, we're going to find that out later. That That's the last verse of the rhyme. If you scream, you die. Something along those lines. Uh, so Lisa gets horribly murdered. Her tongue gets ripped out. Ow. Nah, she didn't really have a chance. I feel like she was kind of screwed. Would ripping only your tongue out kill you? I feel like it wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, people can survive without their tongue. Yeah. In this in this universe, no, your tongue is a vital organ. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Lisa is dead. And Jamie returns home. Tea kettle's going off. He finds blood on the floor. Uh-oh, but he can hear Lisa talking to him. What? But then he goes in the other room and she's dead and finds her body. So, Jamie, you're hearing your wife talking to you, but she's also dead. Jamie, you might be in a horror movie. That's not weird at all. Not at all. So he gets taken to the police station where we meet Detective Jim Lipton, who's played by Donnie Wahlberg, who's in a bunch of the Saw movies. He's on the show Blue Bloods. He was in New Kids on the Block. He's Mark Wahlberg's brother. He's by far the best character of the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's got the most personality. Yeah, I mean, he's not really likable. He's just kind of funny. He's kind of a jerk. For whatever reason, he's just constantly shaving his face. (laughs) He's got an electric razor he's always using. I guess that counts as a quirk. Maybe consider laser hair removal. It's more permanent. Yeah. Don't carry a razor with you. It's just weird. <laughs> so he's convinced Jamie killed his wife because obviously that's a little bit more believable than ghost puppets. Yes. I don't blame him for thinking this. I don't understand why they let him go because there was like, I'm sure his fingerprints were everywhere. Obviously they found him at the scene of the crime. So his story is crazy. His story is crazy. Like I 
I don't know why they just didn't keep him there. But again, that wouldn't make for a very good movie, would it? No. <laughs> that's We were watching this with our parents last time. My dad and we, Merce and I kept pointing stuff out. Like, why wouldn't they do this? And my dad's like, well, then the movie would be over. It's like, you're right, technically. But, you know, how about write a better script? <laughs> Jamie tells him the story like, hey, yeah, this doll showed up. And then I heard uh, my wife's voice and found her body. He's just saying crazy talk. Rule number nine, be careful what you say and how you say it. It, it, this goes back to my the, the uh, movie Leprechaun. They're all being attacked by a crazy leprechaun. All you have to say is like, hey, there's someone crazy trying to kill me at this address. Please get here. They're going to show up and they're going to see it's a weird leprechaun. You don't you leave the leprechaun part out. For Jamie, don't talk about how you heard your wife's voice. Just say, I came home and I found her body. Also, right beforehand, this weird package showed up at my door. Maybe it's related. That's all you have to say. Don't talk about hearing voices. You don't have to talk to the police either. Just say you want your lawyer. You know what? That's another really good point. Very good point. Rule of thumb. If a crime has been committed at your house, wait until your lawyer gets there. You just never know what they could try and use against you in court. Rule 43. Tread cautiously when dealing with the police. Uh, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Wait. Get your lawyer. Mm-hmm. Get your lawyer first before you say anything. Whether you did it or not, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Police not your friends. They're, they're trying to get the conviction. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they let Jamie go. Doesn't make any sense. Whatever. But Jamie kind of realizes, oh, they're going to just pin this on me and I'm going to jail. I need to find proof I didn't do it. Okay, fair enough. That's decent enough motivation. He's going to leave town, go back to his hometown because he finds, he goes back and checks his apartment. He, he looks a little closer at the box they got Billy in and he finds an advertisement for Mary Shaw and the talking puppet Billy. Okay, yep. Time to go home and investigate this because clearly this is connected. What was the name of the town they were from? Uh, Raven's Fair. Okay. So he takes Billy with, and they go back to Raven's Fair, where we meet Jamie's father, Edward, who is in a wheelchair. Apparently, he was a huge jerk growing up, and that's his character. Okay. He's got a new young girlfriend named uh, Ella, who seems nice. I thought it was his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they were married. Yeah, I think it was like, what is it, third? Third wife, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so they are married. His new wife, Ella, who's about the same age as Jamie. <laughs> Awkward. No, thanks. And basically, Jamie's like, hey, I need information about Mary Shaw, this poem. It's all connected. What's going on? Ella knows the poem. And the poem, this is where we hear the poem tells people don't scream. All right. Don't scream. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your mind. And then we also find out that Edward was such a jerk that Jamie's mother killed herself to get away from him. Holy crap. Wow. That's dark. It never matters again, but it's like, oh, this guy really does suck. Dang. I don't blame Jamie for not wanting to go back. Yeah, no kidding. So Jamie goes to see the mortician because they're going to have the funeral here. Lisa's going to be buried here. And we meet the mortician, Henry, who's old man. He seems very nervous. And his wife, Marion, who is senile. Kind of nuts. I have a question. No. Why was she holding a dead crow? That's a great question. And I don't have an answer for you. No, they never brought it up in the movie that she was maybe holding a taxidermy crow and just stroking it. That's odd. It's a little odd. Funeral stuff, yada, yada. Jamie gets a motel. While he's sleeping, everything goes quiet. Dun, dun, dun. And we get a brief glimpse of Mary Shaw in the corner of his room. Uh, he turns on the light. She's gone, but he doesn't scream. So Henry, uh, he picks up Lisa's body, and he's going to get her ready for the funeral. And he hears his wife's voice coming from inside the crawl space. I don't know why there's a crawl space in his, like, mortician area. Why is his wife down there, too? Just to establish something that she's that we have a crawl space here because he's gonna get killed in the crawl space you gotta establish it exists <laughs> and sends her to bed and then we have the funeral scene but while he's walking while jamie's walking through the woods he runs into marion and he's like you gotta she she tells him basically you need to watch her for mary shaw and that basically that she killed lisa 
is what the the big reveal is. Well, Aiden, how much can we trust Marion? She's not all there. But this doesn't this sound kind of a little bit like reasonable at this point. Like it, it's clearly connected to Mary Shaw. Mm-hmm. Somebody connected to Mary Shaw sent the doll and killed Lisa, right? Right. Makes sense. Henry takes her away before we can learn anything else. But as she's being dragged off by her husband, Marion's like, bury the doll. Sound advice. Yeah. And Jamie finds Mary Shaw's grave out in the woods. So, okay. You know, why not? Like at this point, just keep trying stuff. Because he doesn't really have a choice. He's got to solve this case. Otherwise, he's probably going to jail. So I can't really blame him too much. No. So Jamie gets Billy, brings him to the cemetery, and then we find out that Mary Shaw was really buried with all her dolls. There's a hundred gravestones around, each with a doll's name on it. It's like a cat lady buried with all of her cats. Yeah. (sighs) Yikes. This is way weirder. Um, Finds Billy's grave, digs it up. It's empty. Silence. Absolute silence. But he, uh, he ends up burying the doll. He gets back to his car. Billy's at the window of his car door. Jamie gets out of the car. He get, he sees Billy at his window. Billy disappears. He gets out of the car to look around. No. Don't. Another rule of thumb. If you, whenever you're getting back into your car, lock the doors as soon as you're in. Like, you just never know who's just waiting for you to get in your car and then might be getting in as well. So, rule number eight is don't leave your shelter. Mm-hmm. Rule number 25, lock your doors. Yeah, both. Don't get out of the car. Either the puppet's alive or somebody buried up and dug up the puppet already and is waiting for you outside the car. You're safer in your car. The doors are locked. You can drive away. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do outside? You don't have a weapon. You're just, you're sitting duck. You're I'm just... assuming he didn't have a cell phone because it's like 2007. Yeah, he's a stupid idiot. Yeah. This is Jamie. So he goes back to the motel and Detective Lipton is there with Billy. He dug up Billy. Why? And somehow got back before him. And he explains, Jamie kind of explains a little bit of the backstory about Mary Shaw Buried with her dolls, and he's like, I was just putting it back. And Detective Lipton's like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to be next door because I got the motel room next to you, so bye. But then he's not just evidence in a crime. Then he puts his fingerprints all over it. Yeah, Detective Lipton doesn't seem that concerned with putting his fingerprints all over everything. Touch everything at a crime scene. Number three, do your damn job. Hmm? You don't put fingerprints on the, on the evidence. Wear gloves. Put it in a plastic bag. I'm sure he's got little, like... Facial hair all over it, too, because it keeps shaving. And here's the weird thing. So Billy was still at Jamie's apartment. Why did the police not take Billy in as evidence with? Yeah. You they would... let him back in. and I was assuming there might be, like, blood spatter on there, too, because it was in the crime yeah. scene room. Sure. And uh, the, your chief suspect is saying it's relevant. Yeah. Do your damn job, Lipton. Maybe there's fingerprints from the killer on there. Sure. Even though it's a ghost, but you never know. There's probably going to be nothing on there because of ghosts. But still. You could try. You could do your job, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) The next day, Detective Lipton leaves to go somewhere. And Jamie just sneaks into his motel room and steals Billy the doll back. Lock your door! (laughs) We just talked about this. They are very trusting people out there. Like, oh, I don't need to lock my motel door. I trust people. Yeah, it's like living in Owatonna. Apparently everybody there just leaves their doors locked all the time. So Jamie goes back to visit Marion for answers, and Henry tells him, hey, um, don't keep digging into this. Don't go looking into Mary Shaw. But Jamie's like, I need to. I need the backstory. Tell me the backstories. All right, so here's the big exposition dump. Here's everything. Mary Shaw was a successful ventriloquist, you know, doing the dummy talk. She had a big show. There was a theater at the lake where she performed. And one day during her show, this young kid named Michael, this little brat, interrupts the show. It's like, I can see your lips moving. He's a ginger. <laughs> of course he is. Just this little shit. Rule number four. Don't be a menace. Don't interrupt people's show. This is an entertainment show. Yeah, we all know the, the dummy is not actually talking. 
it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to, it's a comedy show. She was good. She was good. And who cares if you can see your listeners? Don't be a little shit and ruin the show. Everyone else is having a good time, Michael. Yeah. So Mary Shaw does not like this. A few weeks later, Michael vanishes. Everyone in Michael's family and the whole town thinks Mary Shaw did it. So they brutally murder Mary Shaw in vengeance. They cut out her tongue and murder her. All right, a couple of things. So this dumbass kid, Michael, was murdered by Mary Shaw. This was not a case of mistaken identity. He, you know, Michael was straight up killed by Mary Shaw. He was turned into a, a doll. Look, a puppet. Yeah, like a big marionette puppet. Don't be a menace. And if you, if you annoy crazy people, they might kill you. So don't annoy crazy people. <laughs> so that's, that, I would say that's the only rule for Michael is don't be a menace. Also, if you know someone committed a crime, get the police involved. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do their job for them. Yep, and that's the other thing with everyone who took justice into their own hands. You gotta let the, they can give the police a chance to solve the crime there first. Chances are they probably would have found his body and be able to convict her, and then she probably would have gone to jail for life or whatever. Yeah, so you don't murder someone because you think they killed someone. Even if they did. Even if it, They got lucky and got it right. Yes. But Uh, again, don't take justice into your own hands. Rule four, don't be a menace. That's the big thing here. So basically what's happening is Mary Shaw's ghost wants revenge, even though she did murder someone. But she wants revenge. She is, her ghost has been killing all of the people, all of the men who murdered her, all of their wives, all of their children, everyone down their line. So all of these people who are involved are being horrifically murdered. So congratulations, guys. You got your line cursed. Like everyone in this one town, you think people would move away if everyone else is dying. Yeah. And maybe they did. Maybe people started moving away, but she tracked them down anyway. Hmm. But yeah, if everyone in your town is dying, rule number 11, get out. Probably a good idea. So after Mary Shaw was murdered, her dummies were buried with her, but she was turned into a doll herself. That was part of her will. I don't think you can request that. I, yeah, that just seems odd. Was it? I don't think a mortician is going to do that. Like, no, that's not in my job description. No, yeah. thank you. Uh, absolutely not. So continuing the flashback, and this is where, how Henry knows all about this. He was at that show where Michael spoke up, but his dad was the mortician at the time. And so he crept down to see Mary Shaw's body, accidentally knocked it over because he's a klutz. And Mary Shaw came to life and came at him, but he did not scream. So he lived. Good for dumb Henry kid. Probably scarred for life. Probably scarred for life. He is a very nervous man, so that's probably why. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. So Jamie hears all this, and he's like, well, I'm going to go check out the old theater. No. All right. Uh, Here's the issue, and why Jamie's motivation makes a little bit of sense, because he still needs proof of this, because otherwise he might be going to jail for murdering his wife. So I'm not going to be too mad at him for doing this, even though this is a great way to get murdered. But what else is he going to do? Do you have a better idea? I would consider giving up because how are they going to prove that in court? Like, yeah, yeah, a ghost came to life and killed my wife. How are you going to prove that? Like, the jury's going to be like, he needs help. Yeah, I mean, the best I think he could do, because Detective Lipton is on his case. So if he could show Lipton and make him a believer, maybe Lipton would just drop the charges and it would never get to court. What's a possibility? So that's kind of his best chance, and that's kind of what he's going to end up doing by accident. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie's in a tough spot. I'm not going to lie. This is a very unfavorable position to be in. Supernatural horror movies will do that, though. Yeah, how do you prove it? How do you prove it? Meanwhile, uh, Detective Lipton, he goes out to the graveyard, and he just starts digging up all the doll graves, and he's going to dig up every single one, and they're all going to be empty. Very funny. Who manufactures, like, coffins for dolls? And that had to be expensive. Coffins ain't cheap. No, that's like 100. They're like, yeah, I'll make 100 coffins for little dolls. (laughs) Someone got rich. Uh, Jamie, he goes up in the rafters of the theater, which he realizes are not stable. wonder if this is going to come back into play later. Hmm. He finds a scrapbook, and the scrapbook has instructions on how to make the perfect doll. 
And there's also uh, missing, like, wanted posters for Michael. A lot of, like, typical, oh, serial killer keeps evidence of their crime kind of stuff. But what's interesting is he and Michael have the same last name. <gasps> Plot twist. Silence. Jamie leaves. He's like, yeah, I'm good. Bye. Well, at least it's smart that way. He recognizes he's in danger and then gets out. Yeah, that's good. Henry finds Marion talking to Billy. So he just takes Billy away. But then he hears her, Marion's voice coming from the crawl space again. And he's like, how did you get in there? I'm going to come get you out of there. He goes in there, immediately gets locked in. Man. Hmm. <laughs> so he's locked in. Mary Shaw's in there and startles him and he screams and dies. I kind of liked him. If, if anyone was likable in this movie, I'd say it might be the detective in this guy. Yep. So one thing I will say for him, it's been established by this point is you can't scream. And Henry seemed to know this when he was a kid, but you can't scream. Rule 45, follow the rules. You know you can't scream, don't scream. Rule 10, don't panic. Either one. Would you have screamed in this scenario, though, if you were that scared? Well, I think if you if you know the monster will kill you if you make a sound, it's kind of like a quiet place, put some duct tape over your mouth. Yeah, that's fair. And then yeah, you're good. Or, or just stick a sock in your mouth or something like that so you can't scream. Uh, like, if I see a giant spider, I'm still going to scream. Uh, well, then Mary Shaw's going to get you, Marissa. Unfortunate. So Henry gets killed. Jamie goes back to his father, wants some more information, and basically we find out Michael was Jamie's great uncle. And so Michael's line is cursed. So Jamie, that's Jamie's in the the, the crosshairs of Mary Shaw. So, uh oh. And Edward reveals he was kind of such a dick to Jamie to send him away and hopefully save him from the curse. Okay. If the only way to save your son is be a massive jerk to him, I guess that's a noble thing to do. And no. I mean, I mean, dude, maybe just be a little bit honest. Like, hey, you're oh. in danger. I'm going to send you away. Sure, sure. That's there, another way. I feel like if you're just a complete jerk to your child, that's going to affect them for the rest of their life. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. And again, why do you still live here, Edward? Okay. Edward's not actually alive. Ed, Edward's dead this whole time. The whole movie, Edward is dead. He's got a nice house. He's got a nice house. But I feel like you could sell that house and move somewhere else and have a nice house somewhere else. Maybe. But if no one's moving into this town, then I guess. you're not going to make um, us much money. Okay, sell all of your crap, and then, you, okay, you won't have as many material possessions, but, but you're alive. But again, he's dead. Again, yeah. But they've been living here for years. Like, I don't know. How long has he been dead? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know exactly how long he's been dead, but before the start of this movie. I don't think long. It didn't look like he was Yeah, he decomposing. wasn't rotting yep, yet. Is there a um, rule for not being a jerk to your kid? Rule number four, don't be a menace. Uh, okay. So Jamie starts to leave, but Detective Lipton has showed up, and he's like, yeah, all the, do all the dolls are dug up. Let's go back to, uh, let's take you back to jail now. How about that? We go back to the city. But at this point, they get a phone call from Henry. It's Mary Shaw, because she can steal voices too, it turns out. But I don't know how she was doing Marion's voice earlier, because Marion lives. I don't know if she was actually speaking, but she was just kind of making whimpering noises. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So Henry's like... Henry, Mary Shaw pretending to be Henry's like, yeah, I got proof you didn't kill your wife. I'm at the old theater. Come here. Bye. Suspicious. <laughs> Very suspicious. So Jamie just kind of shoves Lipton aside and drives off. And Lipton's all pissed off. He's like, I don't even have a full tank of gas. And now I got to chase you. God dang it. But Lipton follows him. And they're going to go back to the theater. And uh, when they get inside, eventually Lipton catches up to him. And Jamie's like, hey, don't scream. No matter what happens, do not scream. <sighs> Somebody didn't listen. So they go up to the top of the theater and they find the hundred dolls of Mary Shaw, all in glass cases, except for one. E Billy's missing. And they also find the marionette of Michael's body. You know, I, I forgot to mention Detective Lipton. He does bring a shotgun into this, which is the right move. Yeah. Roller five, lock and load. 
Can you shoot a ghost, though? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also this giant clown puppet doll. Oof. Thanks, I hate it. Oh, no, thank you. When Mary Shaw's using that one to talk. And Jamie's like, hey, I want to know why you killed my wife. And she's like, come closer and I'll tell you. So stupid. Come close and I'll whisper it in your ear. No! Come close, I might bite your ear off. <laughs> Rule 40, keep your distance. Be like, no, I'm not coming anywhere. Over the In fact, I have enough. Ep- Detective Lipton, do you believe me now that there's a killer ghost doll running around doing this? Yeah, I believe you because it's talking to me. Cool. Let's get out of here and we'll just forget about everything. Bye, ghost. No. Burn it. Burn, yeah, burn the whole burn thing. Burn it with fire. Burn, burn them all. Burn it all down and just leave. <laughs> and they're going to eventually do that. But, like, don't go up and, like, get nice and close to the doll, you stupid idiot, Jamie. Yeah, I trust you. You're definitely not going to try and kill me if I get closer. Uh, but he does. And she doesn't do anything, but she tells him, like, yeah, uh, your wife was pregnant, and I couldn't let your line continue, so I killed her. Cool. That that was why Lisa got killed. Mm. So Lipton just starts shooting and starts shooting the dolls because Jamie realizes, hey, this is how she can live. She p- uses the dolls. She transfers her spirit in each of the dolls. So let's destroy all the dolls. Awesome. I love it. Lipton is shooting, and uh, Jamie starts the place on fire, and they kill all the dolls. Except one. Billy! So they start running out as Mary Shaw is coming after them. And as they're running across the banisters, it collapses. Jamie manages to grab on, but Lipton falls. And he screams. Wah, wah. Again, rule 10, don't panic. Well, he was he was falling. I would panic, too. That's fair. And rule 45, follow the rules. I don't blame him. No, like, if you're falling to your death, I would, I would think you would scream. Yeah, it, it's fair enough. And honestly, he probably would have died in that fall anyway. Yeah, there's no way to know. There's no way to know for sure, but... He was in a very unwinnable situation, so I don't blame him too much. Yeah. He, at least he brought a shotgun. Also, we know it's unstable, so why are you crossing it again? Yeah, it might have been the only way out, maybe. Well, I don't know what year that theater was built, but there had to be like a fire escape or something. One would hope. You know what? Why, why rush out of there? What is... I mean, yeah, it's on fire, but you can be a little more careful. As long as you don't scream, she's not going to hurt you. Put a little duct tape in your mouth and just like, no, I'm going to carefully walk across this one at a time, maybe. Yeah. But Jamie, he gets knocked off, and he falls through a piece of rotten flooring and lands in water and swims away. Because this place was built on a lake, so he just swims out. He's fine. Sure, whatever. So Jamie realizes there's one puppet left, Billy. Gotta destroy Billy. We defeat the monster if we destroy Billy. Cool. He goes back to Marion's and discovers Billy the doll is at his parents' house. His dad came to pick it up or something like that. That doesn't make sense, but whatever. Point is, he gets to his parents' house. Finds Billy the doll, just as Mary Shaw attacks him, he throws Billy in the fire. Hooray, we made it! Jimmy definitely survived the horror movie, right? There's nothing else left, is there? Mm, no. <laughs> we f- see Jamie's father, Edward, is there in his wheelchair, and Jamie gets closer to him, and we learn that Edward has been a puppet this entire time! Well, one thing I noticed, I've seen this movie before, Yep. he didn't blink at all. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Good catch. I don't, like, if you know how to do this, great. But if you turn a human body into a puppet, I don't know how you would make their eyes blink. Sure. So we see he's got a hole in his back where there's a stick has been placed. And you can use it to open and close the guy's mouth. And you can make it look like he's eating soup. Um, we see, like, a flashback sequence showing all this stuff. It's kind of, it's very saw. Like, the big twist. Dun, dun, dun. 
dun, 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 dun. He's also conveniently in a wheelchair the entire time, so he doesn't need to get up and walk around. Yep. Uh, and Ella, the wife, has been using him this entire time as a doll. Uh, it turns out Ella's the one who sent the package. Ella did everything. But Ella is not a real person. Ella is the perfect doll. She's created and can just operate and run just like a human, I guess. Sure, that makes sense. Mm, but she's possessed by Mary Shaw. She's been possessed by Mary Shaw this whole time. And so she sneaks up on Jamie and he turns around and sees her and screams. What the hell, Jamie? Like, yeah, I'm sure it's traumatizing to see your father turn into a doll. Fine and dandy. You know you're not supposed to scream. Don't panic. Follow the rules. Uh, so Jamie he, gets killed. So close. So close. Because all he would have had to do is kill Ella. Yeah. And, that and, would, that and, would... and probably uh, Edward, too. Destroy the body. Yeah. And he would have lived. He would have yeah. survived this whole thing. And he just screams at the end like a little dumbass. Freaking Jamie. This guy is almost worthless. I don't love the idea that Ella was a doll. I think it would maybe made more sense if she was like Mary Shaw's like great-great-granddaughter or that something. Made so much more sense. So much more sense. Yeah, like getting revenge for her great-grandmother who was killed. Yep, working alongside Ghost Grandma. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That would have been great. This perfect doll thing makes no sense. It kind of almost comes out of nowhere. I almost almost don't want it to be like a ghost movie. It would just... you She would like play it off. Oh, maybe there is a ghost, but it would just be Ella the entire time. That would have been better, yeah. There's a lot of ways to make this movie better. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But Jamie gets killed because he screams. And the final scenes of the movie, it's showing all of our main characters. They've been turned into puppets. Oh, spooky. So spooky. And that is the end of Dead Silence. We did it. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So much fun. So that's the end of Dead Silence. I don't really have any new rules. Do you? No, I have to say they're just continuations of the one you have. Like, get in your car, lock your doors right away. That's just common sense. So let's get to the awards, huh? Mm -hmm. So first we have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. And this is, of course, based off Randy Meeks from Scream, the best movie character of all time. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. So who are you thinking? Who did a good job? There weren't a ton of characters in this movie. No, I would say the main rule for the movie is just don't scream. And either in Marion, because she, despite the fact that she seemed a little crazy, she seemed to understand what's going on. Or sure. Jamie, because he made it to the end. Yeah, I, I can't give it to Jamie, because he was so worthless right at the end. I think the detective was okay. You know, he screamed when he was falling off the, the ladder, but I don't really blame him for that. No. Or not the ladder, the balcony. So uh, he was okay, and, you know, he really didn't believe in any of it until it was right in his face. Which is fair. Yep. So I thought the detective was pretty good. I don't really have a ton of rule violations for him. My one thing with Marion that I'm hesitant to give it to her is because she's so nuts throughout most of the movie. Yeah, she kind of knows what's happening. Uh, but, like, she really doesn't do anything. But she didn't die. She didn't die, but that's not the only factor we consider. I know it is how to survive a horror movie, but some people survive because they don't do anything. So, I don't know. What are you, what, what are you feeling more strongly about? I don't want to give us the detective because he's doing a bad job. He's getting his fingerprints all over evidence. You make a very good point. He was very bad at his job. Yes. All right, you've convinced me. Uh, so want to give it to Marion? Yeah, her and her dead crow. Yeah, her and her dead crow. Yeah, because uh, Detective Lipton, why did he let Jamie go in the first place? If he hadn't let Jamie go, he wouldn't have been in this town in the first place when he lived. No, they had plenty of evidence to charge him right then and there. You make a very good point. All right, so Marion is the winner of the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. And she lived. Yeah. All right, next we have the Night of the Living Club Award, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. And this is, of course, based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead, the most worthless character of all time. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Who are you thinking? Who did the worst job? 
Hmm. I like the mortician. Like he had survived earlier, like when he was a kid, and then he made the mistake of screaming. Like mm-hmm. he he should know better. He knew what he was what was going on. He made the same mistake ultimately. Jamie did at yes. the very end. So I guess the question is because there really isn't any other characters in the movie. Uh, I don't want to give it to the detective because he did once he got to town he did a pretty good job. So I, I don't want to give it to the detective. So that leaves Jamie and Henry. Who ultimately did worst? Mm. Jamie did destroy all the dolls. And he was kind of in a position where he had to go through with this quest. Otherwise, he would have gone to jail. Right. Whereas Henry, why is he still in this town? I don't know. Like, <laughs> obviously notice that all these families are dying. So why didn't he just pack up his life and just become a mortician somewhere else? Yeah. Probably would have gotten better business more <laughs> yeah, <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think we have to give it to Henry. Yeah. Just because his motivations make so much less sense. And ultimately, he made the same mistake Jamie did. Mm-hmm. So you cool with Henry? Yeah, I am. Henry is the night of living pleb, and he's not so living anymore. No. Oh, so wow, sad. Poor Henry. He's a pretty likable guy, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he took care of his wife and her crow. All right, so that's the end of Dead Silence. It's the only one in the series. We're done with the series. There's only one? There's only one. There's no sequels, because nobody really likes this movie. Fair. So I know The Wheel of Spooks is still in quarantine. Hopefully, I'll be able to change that soon. But Dead Silence was on the wheel, so now it's off the wheel. And the, the movie that is replacing it is Don't Breathe, which will be covered by myself and Jordan Ryan. So that's on the wheel now. Currently on the wheel, Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday has two spots. Scary Movie 3, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the Beginning, Don't Breathe, Child's Play 3, Leprechaun Back to the Hood, and The Exorcist at the Beginning, which is the fourth one. Again, I'm not using the wheel right now just because I'm, you know, scheduling is all a mess. Um, but that, those are all on the wheel if, if I decide to bring it out of quarantine. So that's what's currently there. Marissa, did you have fun? I did. Did you like being on the podcast? I like horror movies. Yes. Um, and I thought you were really insightful, so I liked having you on here. Aw, thanks. You, you thought of some stuff I didn't think of, which is rare. So good job. I'm proud of you. So you get the chance to reserve a movie for yourself. Ooh. You got anything in mind? Yeah. Uh, one series, or at least the first couple that I really like is Paranormal Activity. When I saw those in theaters, they really did scare me for a while. They're good watches in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to do Paranormal Activities? Yeah, let's do that. All right. All right. So all six Paranormal Activity movies are yours. I'm Wait. sure we're going to regret that. Ooh. So spooky. So spooky. Uh, do you have any social media you want to give out? I don't. I have it. But if you find me on social media and you friend request me, I'm not going to accept it. I don't know who you are. <laughs> don't find me. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror and uh, go ahead and you know rate and review us on any podcast listener of choice. Five stars are appreciated. That's my favorite number of stars. Five, five is your favorite number too, right? Five. A nice, good, solid number. It's a good, solid number. All right, Marissa, thanks for doing this. This is fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I could have had you on sooner, but, you know, life. You know, COVID and that whole thing. Um, you were really good. This was fun. You made this movie a lot more fun to talk about than when we watched it. Well, I, like, I like to think I have good taste in movies from my family members. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so thanks a lot. This was great. Uh, and I look forward to having you on again. Thanks. Uh, anything else you want to add? Lock your car doors. <laughs> Lock your car doors. That's very true. Lock them up. Lock them up tight. All right. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast. And now more than ever, stay safe out there. Uh, uh.